Aguinaldo! This, this is Brock and Salk. Brock Eward is my hero. Jay Buter just punched me in the kidney. Powered through the Alaska Airlines studio. On Seattle Sports. What we're going to do, you are a manager. It doesn't really work that way, Sherm. This is a show that has my name on it. It kind of does, though. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen and Ballard. Now, here are your hosts, Brock Eward and Mike Salk. Hello! I'm sorry, we need a couple more minutes with KJ. Brock's making him stay. I had nothing to do with this, but Brock's making him stay for a few more minutes. Hey, KJ, can I tell you something funny? Is, I Talk could tell him. this is hard. So we're, we're going to make it fun in the end. We'll turn it all around. Can I tell you like this? Line the mood, please. Line the mood. <laughs> Lighten the mood, Brock. Salk just said, said Sherman's a lot nicer to Pete than he was me. And I was like, what, what, what did he do to you? Oh, Oh, that, that little open. So there's a Seahawks executive that said to Salk one time, why do you play that? Why do you guys keep playing that sound of Sherm? Why, why would you do that to yourself? Every time. <laughs> it's funny to me. Every, every time, time you hear that segment, Salk just has this look on his face of like, I can't believe this is happening. Right here, <laughs> At the right moment now. when it was happening, you mean? Yes. Oh, no, yeah. you just had it. You just had it. Oh, just now? Five seconds ago, just like this. <laughs> it makes it does kind of make me laugh though every time. And I was just thinking, like, man, he was a lot tougher with me on the phone than he was with Pete Carroll in person. He didn't go after Pete. Well, they got they got history. They got history. Clearly. But he, well, he had no problems so burying Pete in the press and his all got history. Not, <laughs> not quite as much. No. I'm not gonna pretend that's the case. But he had no problems burying Pete on the way out the door. We're told there's gonna be this big, you know, meeting of the minds on the moment that changed history, etc. Mm. And it seemed I don't know. Kind of, was he soft? Yeah, it was. It was. Um, it was a very peaceful conversation. It was very. It was a very peaceful conversation, and I believe that it was an opportunity for because both of those guys had those moments. Sherm with the look on his face that he had, Coach Carroll when he was bending over. Those are the two guys mm-hmm. that NBC showed like was just completely devastated. Mm-hmm. And for those those two guys to have that moment to talk it out. You say how you felt, I say how I felt, but there's no back and forth. There's no, this should have happened. It was just, I'm going to get this off of my chest. You get it off of your chest, and we can keep moving two, forward. Two little insights is I, that I take into this. And, again, if it's peeling back too many layers, we can just stop. There's two little insights, KJ. Play it for me, and I'm, I'm going to stop it at some point. But play, this was Sherm and Pete yesterday on Sherm's podcast, and I'll tell yeah, you Yeah, you guys are so mad at me and so pissed. We're hurt. I, I, I wish I could feel it the way I should feel it, but, you know. you got to keep going. That play just happened. Yeah. What does that mean? I wish I could feel it the way I should feel it. That's what I'm trying to think. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm thinking. I wish I could feel it how... I, because he didn't want to go down that road of conspiracy. He just flushed that because it's not even, it, I don't know. Do you ever get in arguments with your wife and you're like, no, I'm not no. even thinking that at all. honey. I'm yeah. trying to understand where you're coming from and I screwed up and I'm trying to relate to you. But actually that thought never even crossed my mind. It's, it's not even possible for that thought to cross his mind. It's, it's not even possible. But for a lot of guys, it did. And then that narrative was blown mm-hmm. up and it was created in the social media realm. Thought all of it was anti-Marshawn. See, it's funny. I, I read that a little bit differently. My, 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 I thought what I was hearing, maybe it's based on what he says next, is... Yeah, I couldn't. Allow, I don't allow myself to think that way because I don't think I screwed it up. Yeah, yeah and, I, I think we we had to throw the ball. So mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't feel it the same way you do. Right. And, and with that, what you just said, Brock, that's guys' own personal stuff that they have to heal and get over for themselves when it comes to him wanting to be the guy. No, not at all. Coach, coach wanted to win. Correct. He, he wanted to win the ball game, and he put his coaching hat on in that moment. Yep. He put his coaching hat on. Like coaches all have these these theories and these philosophies. When we get in this point in the football field, 
zero timeouts, one timeouts, three timeouts. This is how we're going to operate. That's right. You have so, to. You have to process the game ahead mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm. And he did. And I want four shots at it. You know, yep. wasn't yep. like by design. It wasn't. There was no agenda. That play just happened. You guys couldn't hear it for years. But when we got down there, if you remember, we had one timeout. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as we got there, I said, one of these plays, we're going to have to throw it to get all four plays. Because I'm always in. Make sure that we have a chance to get all four shots. Can we all agree on that part? Yes. I mean, they ha- they, there's no way to run it four times with the clock, right? You've got to throw it once. Correct. If you want to make sure you get all four plays. Yes. Um, yeah, no. Timing wise, yes. With the timeouts. I mean, there's, right? Yes. There's uh, no way to run it four times. Right. So we run the first play. And I think what happened is Bill's late. He sends in the goal lane team. Mm-hmm. And we had already sent in 11. Right. That went through the, the play callers. Mm-hmm. And that's what led them to throw it on that down. Okay, so that's where this thing gets a little hairy because the Patriots did a whole hour special, KJ. And it was how brilliant Patricia and Belichick were. They put goal line out there. That's mm-hmm. been the whole narrative. And you're just saying, well, hold on a second. They got three DBs out there. Yeah, what they did was they brought in an extra defensive lineman. Yes. That's what they did. They yes. brought in an extra defensive mm-hmm. lineman. Correct. And but they took, still covered up with their three corners. And they took a safety like they took a safety out of the game. Yep. Yeah. So what it looked like, you saw it from the sideline. They is they, it a forty-four? Is that what you would call that? Uh, no. It's more yeah. of a bare front. It's just yeah. a big goal line front. Okay. It yeah. is a goal and, line and, front. And what they did was, I, I remember watching it vividly. I remember looking at it with my own eyes. They they ran this group of men on, and you see these big guys. I saw a big guy running. Yep. They was doing some signal, and so it looked like sure. oh, they're bringing their big boys out. Because upstairs in the booth now, Tater, yeah. somebody looks at the personnel coming on, and he's got to call that because that then dictates what right. you're going to do offensively. Yes. And so that's what it looked like. Yep. But they don't have an extra. I mean, you 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 have three wide receivers on the field. Yep. They don't have an extra corner, right? No, they have three corners. Three corners oh, of so safety. They do. Oh yeah, they had Revis, Browner, and Malcolm Brown. Okay, yeah, I guess you're right. Yes, they okay, had three so they got three corners. They just brought in big bodies to yeah. play a goal line front mm-hmm. and a safety, and they got the matchup they wanted and made an unbelievable play. Yep. So Pete right there is trying to say, yeah, we kind of got them, and Bill's kind of saying, now nah, we kind of got you, and that's the fun little back and forth. And ultimately, Malcolm Brown got all of us. Yep. And mm-hmm. on a play call that we have, ha- we're done hashing that out. There's way too much risk. Mm-hmm. Way, way too much risk. Yeah, and um, you, and I and I know that coach hears the agenda. I know he hears everything. I know he hears that agenda stuff. Yep. We wanted this. We wanted that. He, this man wanted back to back Super Bowls. Yes, he did. He wanted back to back Super Bowls. Period. There's no who cares who. He doesn't get anything out of someone else being an MVP. Nope. Marshawn Russ. He doesn't get a bigger bonus <laughs> than, nope. than, than you know anything. And so um, it was just, just okay. It's down. It's too low. I don't like seeing KJ like this. So I'm gonna spin it forward for the last minute, KJ, and I'm gonna leave it. I with got the this. look on my face. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna just say this, dude. I'm gonna cry. Yeah, time, time. I'm gonna cry just watching KJ. He's so I I I, I do you know I the band it. Poison? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every rose has a thorn. You ever heard that song? No, no. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a great one. Yeah, <laughs> it's the right at the end heals, of Princess Bride. You the wound heals, the scar remains. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you, in ten years, and what this showed me is that if Sherman Pete get back together and they can do that in ten years, man, when you all yeah. are celebrated, it will still hurt. The scar will still be there, but the amount of love is going to be unreal. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing that will help KJ Wright heal is to get another Super Bowl. I, I, I'm going to make it before it's all said and done with KJ Wright. I will be a Super Bowl champion. I'm here right now saying this on Seattle Sports Radio. You coming back and playing, bro? 
No. You look good. I can't play. Your traps look good. I can't play. How about late season signee? I would never. <laughs> I would never. So you're talking as a media member, nope. a coach, coach, nope. I, some way, executive. Some, I, we're not going that far. Okay. All right. All right. We're All not right. going All that right. far. But right. that, that will help me heal. Mm. Okay. If I could hoist a little, if I can get another Super Bowl ring on this uh-huh. finger, that will help KJ right heal. Okay. That's the only thing that can do it. Yeah. And I'm going to make it happen. All yeah. right. Well, there you go. You've heard it here today. A stated fact. K.J. Wright will win another Super Bowl in some capacity in order to make the wounds heal. And I'll state one more fact. That's the last time. I said (laughs) that to a certain someone a couple weeks ago. That's the last time I'm ever going to bring this up. So that's the last time that we get to bring this I'm up. I'm never bringing this up again. Never. And I wouldn't have brought it up today if it weren't for Sherman Are you Pete. crying, Salk? No, but Salk, I... Salk, you got tears in your I eyes. I don't have... Well, maybe a few. But I, I've become very weepy in my... Gosh. I'm very weepy in my old age, and I... If just you're watching on the, the stream, you got emotion tears steal, in your eyes. For, What is it? Uh, nine, nine years later? Yeah. yeah. It's unbelievable. It's, yeah. it's, it's it, amazing it how powerful that moment truly was. I... I remember where I was. I know you know where you were. Certainly, KJ, I know yeah. where you were. So, I'm sure everyone else. Not does again, as KJ. Well. Right, we're done. We have to let poor KJ go. I'm we'll just... do our most intriguing Seahawk coming up at nine thirty. We got to talk some baseball as well too. We got to talk about the Mariners and their win streak. Stick around. We'll give you everything you need to know next. Need to know. Fifteen minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. I keep making fun of the White Sox, but I can't help it. That team stinks, man. That is really a bad team. That's the worst baseball team I think I've watched. Not because they don't have enough talent, but because of the way they play the game. The A's are not as talented as them, and they're bad. But they go out there, and they're doing the best they can in a challenging situation. The Royals don't have too much more talent than the White Sox, but they're out there scrapping and hitting and driving you crazy. That White Sox team is flat-out quit. They stink on ice, and I hope you find a sweep in order today as the Mariners go for it. They win game two of the series last night, both of them without Julio Rodriguez, and it doesn't matter. You don't need Julio when you got Josh Rojas. Here's Rojas, the stretch of the pitch of the way to Josh, swinging a fly ball, well hit into right field. Colas going back to the one track, looking up. Goodbye baseball into the White Sox bullpen. Josh Rojas with a two-out, two-run home run here in the top of the fourth inning. And it's now the Mariners four and the White Sox one, number two on the year for Rojas. Yeah, good on him and good on him for listening when he first got here and asking for help and after going through a little bit of a transition finding his way in the world where all of a sudden he looks pretty darn good. You remember that old narrative I don't know, about a decade ago gosh, we've been doing this a long time there used to be a narrative that every Mariner would leave and then he'd become a star elsewhere oh, Oh, look at this guy leaves, he becomes great elsewhere, he leaves, he becomes great elsewhere I wonder how many other fans in other markets think of that now as your Mariners Ty France leaves, becomes an absolute stud. Suarez leaves, becomes a gold glove third baseman. Trent Thornton leaves, and he becomes a, a leverage guy. How many different Rojas leaves? And he had a home run for Arizona. Hits two. In the la- I mean, just over and over and over. Again, guys have come here and developed and turned it around. And it's, as you listen to Rojas with us yesterday, like, it shouldn't be a surprise. These coaches listen. They interact. They want the best for you. They develop. 
Culture matters. You hate the White Sox because they got no culture. And they fire a GM and they fire a president, but it starts at the top down. You got culture and continuity like you do with the Seahawks and Mariners. You got a good thing coming. Well, their culture's working right now. Eight wins in a row, another series win with a chance to finish it off today. Uh, they are now one game behind Texas. They could be tied We're coming. by the end of the day, which We're is coming. pretty crazy to think about. We're the coming. Rangers lose again last night. They've lost six in a row. The only bad news today is that Emerson Hancock is now done for the year. He goes on to the 60-day IL. That means they're pretty well tapped in terms of pitching depth. They've run through everything. They've lost four starting pitchers now this year. They're pretty well tapped when it comes to starting pitching. George Kirby will go today against the uh, struggling Michael Kopech, 11 a.m. first pitch. Here's the second thing you need to know. Oh my gosh, just so many injuries in the Seahawks. We've got a full update from Pete Carroll yesterday. There was some good news. Jordan Brooks is out there. Looks great. Almost definitely going to be able to go by the beginning of the season. And uh, he wasn't the only one. Jamal Adams should pre out be out there today and maybe coming off of Pup as well. Yeah, it's it's in our conversation right now. And uh, there's a chance we'll have Matt Kadir tomorrow. Right. So that would be a, that's a big step for him to go forward, but it isn't a step that means that he's going to be back out practicing yet. You know, but we, we want to get him in the flow again. Looking at the weeks that we have to build up and the preparation time, um, he, he's ready to do that. And, and I, I brought it up to him, and he, he responded really well. So I think probably tomorrow or the next day we'll get that done. Also said Witherspoon could be back later this week as well. On the other hand, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Three to four weeks tells me the first game of the season is going to be pretty iffy. Derek Young may need surgery. Same with Mike Morris. Kenny McIntosh still not ready. Cam Young still not ready. Olu Olu with Timmy still not out there. So a lot of your rookie class. Yes. Yeah, this this rookie class is not going to do what last year's rookie class did. I'll just say that right now. And they came out the gates and Charles and Abe started right away. K-9 started eventually. Tyreek started very, very quickly. That just because of the setbacks and because some of these injuries, you're just not going to see that now. Is it season enders? Absolutely not. As KJ said, does it matter more in November and December? You bet it does. And that will be the plan. I think certainly with the number five pick to get him right, make sure Jackson's right, but you're likely not going to see them against Aaron Donald, Matt Stafford, or Cooper Cup. Here's the third thing you need to know. And then finally, let's uh, show a little love to the gloves, specifically Julio, Ty France, and Eugenio Suarez, all three named finalists for the Gold Glove Award at their respective positions. Again, I don't know if any of them will win. Yeah, Brock, maybe Julio's got a shot at it. But unbelievable hard work. Testament to all three of those guys, none of whom were considered to be great defenders at their position just a few years ago, and all of whom have had spectacular seasons in the field. Well, there's a case to be made for each of them. I mean, for Julio, when it comes to just the number of outs and runs saved, no one better. When it comes to Ty France, hey, Justin Barnes, 934 chances for Ty at first base. How many errors? Five. One. Whoa. One air, 999 fielding percentage. Like my high school GPA with one A minus, 3.9999999. Pretty darn incredible. And for Mr. Suarez, just six airs on the season, second in baseball. And has not had an error in his last 205 throws across the diamond. Incredible stuff. Way to go, Perry. Good stuff. That is uh, Shout out to you, Perry Hill. everything you need to know. We do that quarter past every hour here on the Brock and Salk Show. Yeah. My apologies. Rangers don't play today. So uh, you could at best be half a game out with a win today. So uh, Rangers are off and then uh, we'll see what happens I had uh, over the rest of the week. My final. 
in calculus my senior year. Yeah. Had to ace it to get an A minus. Sorry. I was sitting at a B plus. Oh. Yeah, Mrs. Chapman, unbelievably great teacher. And I had to get like a 98 on this to, to get an A minus. I got an A minus. Yeah. But that A minus cost me my 4 0. Oh, it was really? just a 3 nine, 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 Really sorry to hear that. That's too bad. It's important nice. to have goals, Brian. Mm-hmm. How was your high school GPA? Pretty good? No. Not really? Not really. College GPA? It was fine. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. It was good. Justin? Though. Mora? C's get degrees, Brock. That's what I was taught. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to talk about my academic College achievements very much. College was better than high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't like to talk about that. That's fine. Sorry. Just not, not the kind of thing I find important. <laughs> I'm just really not an ac- academics guy, so I just got to leave that alone. All right. Uh, One game back, dude. One game back. Is the target now? Let's, let's forget about this wild card. Is the target now clearly the American League I West? I guess I'm just not a target. I, I don't think there you know is a target. Diff- just is there, winning games. Is there a difference, a significant difference between being a wild card and actually winning your pennant? In this case, there's more than a significant difference. You get a bye. Uh, yes. So like, go like, get like the a, West. Like a bye. Like a, like a B-U-I like or a bye. a bye? Like a bye? You get a chance to get a bye to host that playoff series. Oh, yeah. Right, Minnesota, whoever's out of the AL Central Drek is going to be playing the wild card teams. So you get a chance to bypass all and of you that. You get a chance to set your rotation and everything else. Yeah. I mean, like the idea of winning the division. Okay, the target's the West now. I'm not even looking at the of wild card. Of course the target is. I mean, the target's always the West, but I mean, what you're trying to do is just win as many games as possible. Take care of business against the teams you're playing right now Chicago, Kansas City, the Mets, Oakland. Like, because you, you got to win those games. September gets real. Yeah, you're going to have to play the Dodgers. You're going to have to play the Rangers a bunch of times. Six you still times. have the Astros. Six times. Like, yeah, I mean, yep. three there, times at the Astros. There's some teams left on yes. your schedule. But there's also the A's and the White Sox and the and the uh, Mets and the... Mm-hmm. and The the A's again and the Royals. Royals. Thank yep. you. I knew there was one other. That's who they're playing this weekend. So. Yes, sir. Go take care of business, man. Go yep. keep doing this. Get Julio back soon. So uh, let's see. Salk, your silence talks. That comes from JB. What's, What's silence? That? What does that mean? What's silence? I don't. I'm never. Did you go silent, silent count. I never silent go silent. Count. Yeah, you know, I was thinking of telling you. We'll come right count. back. We, you know, what we're gonna do. It's not silent, but we got to get to our number three most intriguing Seahawk. Got bumped at eight o'clock because of KJ. Got bumped at nine o'clock because of KJ. But this guy's really, really intriguing. In fact, he's in, he's something that no other Seahawk can claim. It's next on Brock and Salk. This is Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Back in mornings from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. Oh, finally, a normal ranking, Justin. We'll have one for everybody today in just 15 minutes. Looking forward to that at 945. Did your normal version of ranking while Justin was gone. But yeah, Morris with, stepped up, Justin. But it wasn't yeah, with I Justin. Part of it. It's I know more fun. You know, there's more fun together. I know you were out of it, oh, Justin. You were just, uh, but Mora delivered. She did. But she it's, did. it's nice when Justin and I get to do it together. It's like a <laughs> kind of a bonding experience Whatever. for us. Right. And Justin, don't worry. One of the songs that we played, totally random song, I heard later that day on a serious XM station. Like, how does this possibly happen again? I forget what it was for. It was okay. one of the one of the cowboy songs or something. Mm-hmm. All right. Before we get to it, we have to move some things around today. We have to be flexible, Brock. You got to call on now and again, and with KJ in, we had to move around our most easy, intriguing easy, Seahawk. Easy. But Boo, 24, okay. we are on to number three. Number three. Oh my gosh, we are creeping up here. Top three, and it's Devin Witherspoon, the highest pick of the Pete Carroll and John Schneider era, the number five overall pick. And when they had it, did they go quarterback? No. Did they go defensive end, pass rusher? No. Did they go their biggest need, defensive line? Nope. 
Did they say wide receivers, the new way the game is being played? Nope. Left tackle? No. They went cornerback. And that's Devin Witherspoon. So to say that there is a, a bright red X right on his chest, I think would be an understatement. This is a guy that has all the talent in the world, was picked at the number five overall pick. And while we haven't seen a lot of him yet, what we have seen has been incredibly impressive. Now, interestingly, we still don't know entirely what he is as a player. There was a thought, of course, hey, he's going to start up opposite Tariq Woolen right off the bat. He's going to be the outside corner, and this is going to be an unbelievable secondary moving forward. Well, all of a sudden, you start seeing him inside at nickel, and then some people wonder, wait, hold on a second. There's no way you drafted the number five overall pick at corner to play nickel, right? And so want to make sure, hey, the goal here is to have him play outside and then slide into nickel when you go to that package. And Pete confirmed, yeah, he's still pretty good outside. Oh, he's really good. He's just as challenging as you can get you know he, he uh he's quick enough uh, fast enough but it's really the special instincts that he has he feels things happening before a lot of other players there's a in, in playing db there's players that will play that will react to what they see and when they they see it happen and then they react so they see a guy run the out route as he breaks on the out they they they, they break on it uh, uh both devin and, and Tariq also because of his receiver background you'll hear him say all of the time I could feel the the in route coming. I could tell it was a, it was going to be a quick game uh, situation, and, and he has a different level of awareness. Put all that together, Brock, and you've got a guy with unbelievable talent, supposedly great instincts, and although he's not been on the field much yet, and that's part of the conversation here. Mm-hmm. Intriguing, very. Oh, they've the never charts. picked anybody this high. Correct, and with all the other options on the menu at that time, including trading down, which is you know something that this group has done very well. But they were not going to trade down. I think they've got. They had a great bead that the Detroit Lions were going to take him number six. They were going to take him next. They were bummed when Seattle did what they did because in their study they saw the same guy. I I, I have said to you over the course of fifteen years leading up to draft sulk about different corners. This dude is nasty now, right? There've been different guys over the years that that I have liked coming up that I've seen in person. I'm like, man, this guy's just. He's a he's a Seahawk corner. He's just like Richard Sherman. Jalen Ramsey was one of the first one I saw him before. Sam, like, that guy's just mean, just nasty. Um, there have been different players through the years. I didn't get this guy in person last year, really even the last couple years. But all you do is put the tape on you like, that's not a, that's not a corner. That's what Pete saw too as a DB guy. Like, that's not a corner. That dude's a, a dude hits. And in the one week where he was really out, out there competing and practicing. What did we read and see? Mora was even like, do he have to take it down a notch? Because he's starting to really irritate and kind of tick guys off. Yeah. Like he's, he, if there was going to be a fight started, it's probably going to start with him because he didn't have a governor. Yeah, what I'm hearing you say is he's a football player playing corner. He's a football playing Jesse. Well, specifically, he's a football player playing corner. 100%. And I can't. I just keep coming back. Did you watch Hard Knocks last night, Maura? I didn't get a chance to see it. At I didn't get to it yet, no. But in Hard Knocks number two, Robert Sala, the head coach, is walking with the owner, and they're, they have a joint practice, and, they're, and they had just signed Quinnen Williams and given him some $90 million guaranteed dollars. And Woody Johnson, I think, is the owner, was just like, or Sala said to him, like, that's a lot of money but I wouldn't want to give it to anybody else. Mm. Like he's the guy you trust to give it to. They did not trust to give Jalen Carter 24 million guaranteed dollars. And instead they trusted this guy because of what you just said. He's just, he's like, he's not a corner. He's, he's a football, football player. player. Now, can he stay in the field? 
because the one thing we asked about now that's not been the problem so far the question when they drafted him was hey he loves to hit but he's undersized is that going to be an issue after seeing him in person i gotta tell you that doesn't look like an issue to me he does not look undersized doesn't look frail no he Mm. looks pretty solidly built i'm much more concerned about Tariq woolen with his sort of just you know skinniness overall about being uh you know injured in the in the tussle yep but now you're talking about a couple of different times with hamstring injuries. How concerning is it? It is concerning, as KJ said, man. That's the most important muscle tendon for those guys. they got to run, 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 run. I mean, it's sideline to sideline. It's you know, KJ also said they don't rotate out. <laughs> Kid me. I'm conditioned and I'm built to play 70 snaps. And, man, I thought I was in pretty good shape back in the day. Like conditioning tests, I could do pretty darn good because it was all about work. Mm. Like you didn't have to run four, seven. You just had to run five flat over and over and over and over. So, you know, we had a conditioning test that was um, for the, for the Colts. They were, they were 300 yards. Well, actually both Colts and Seahawks. They were 300 yards. The Seahawks, it was 50 and back, 50 and back, 50 and back. And we had to do it three times, like under 54 seconds. And if you train enough, you could do it. And I did that. Those DBs had to do it like in 48 seconds. <laughs> no problem. I, I, I couldn't train. Like, there's just no chance for me. Like, that's just so when I watch those guys run and the receivers and corners in particular sulk over and over and over, that's what's concerning about a hamstring. And especially now, as Pete said, in a different spot than the first time in the offseason that they protected. So, yeah, it's absolutely a concern moving into the season because it's setting them back to get the thing started. Pretty good stuff. All right, there you go. He is our number three most intriguing Seahawk, Devin Witherspoon. He's a corner. We're hoping to see him out there sooner rather than later. I thought the update yesterday from Pete was pretty good. It did sound like he may be out there sooner rather than later. Uh, he, he worked in walkthrough today, really for the first time. Uh, he felt like he ran pretty good. He's running some short sprints that he did. So we just keep progressing. Uh, we're really hoping that he can get back out here with time to p- prepare for the, the opening, you know, and uh, the injury should be healed by then, but we've got to get him ready to play too. So that's, I'm more concerned about that. Uh, that's why he'll be, uh, um, he'll be wor- working throughout now in all of the walkthrough stuff, which that's 40 plays a day that the guy gets, you know, and, and, and uh, basically, and so that's a lot of work and uh, we'll try to, you know, put it all the pieces together when we get a shot. Those are all the mental details. Right, those are all the little things that you've got to see and you've got to adjust. And here's formations, and here's shifts, and here's how we're going to mix coverage, and we're going to communicate. So, there is good stuff that he is doing there. But then trusting those that hamstring to go. Now, here's the the good news, and this is where that has evolved over 20 years. Like when guys had hamstrings in my day, it was just like oh, I don't know, week to week. And now they have so much testing, right? And they do a testing and get you a baseline, and this is what your strength should be. And they're able to test all parts of that thing. And and if it's not there, you're not going. You're just, you've got to pass all of those tests of strength and endurance before they kind of put you out there in the spikes to run full speed again. So we're going to turn things over here in a few minutes uh, to the Mariner pregame show at 10 o'clock. And then first pitch will be just after 11 o'clock from Chicago today as I get a little day game. Uh, but go getaway day and then uh, get home here for a weekend series against Kansas City. One of my favorite little things about this Mariner team right now, Brock, it's like mm-hmm. a little sneaky pleasure with this team. And it, it has something to do with the way they're built is just finding out before the game who's in the lineup. Yeah. Right? Like, you've got so many guys, and you've mentioned this before, there's probably some um, some overlap between them, some redundancy. I like to call it redundancy. 
between Dylan Moore and Caballero and Rojas and Marlowe yep. and well, Haggerty's gone now, but when he was uh, like, mm-hmm. you got a lot of guys that do a lot of the same things. Throw Canzone's name on that list. One of my sneaky little favorite things about this team right now is just finding out who's going to be in the lineup. And Scott yep. mentioned that or something akin to it after the game last night. You know, I think our lineup is deep as it's ever been at any point during the season. Our guys don't give away at bats. And I think the young guys, you know, and Cade Marlowe had a rough night. But every at bat is a grind. You know, uh, Rojas, Kenzone, the new guys coming in. They've kind of got the, the message on how we do things here. And the other guys, you know, tie a couple walks, four does on base four times a night. Everybody just up and down the lineup. And it takes a lot out of the, the starting pitcher when you do that. And that's what we're seeing here. Remember Rojas, one of the sneaky pieces in just little anecdotes yesterday was, oh, after the Mariners left in our Arizona clubhouse, we're like, thank God. There's never a break. You know, with the pitchers, there's never, it's just over and over and over. And now when you're mixing your offense with that and one through nine, is, oh, there's never, you know, for big stretches of the season, there was some gimmies in the lineup. There was like, oh, okay, just get to six, seven, eight, just kind of get to the bottom lineup or, you know, struggling at the top line. Not now. Now there is exactly what Scott Service wants. Hard to play against offensively, defensively. And men- just mentally, mm. and it's led to yet another eight-game winning streak. It's awesome. So, who do they have? Do they have lineup out yet? No, I haven't seen oh, one yet. Okay. But I just was thinking about how much oh, fun it tease. is. No, it's a good tease. It would have been a good tease it's if there actually tease. was a lineup. But uh, yeah, make one up. huh? Yeah, make one up. Know. All right, batting first today. Uh, <laughs> you think Julio's going to be in the lineup? Well, today? it's well, Dulish tweeted an hour ago. Some guy named Julio Rodriguez back in the lineup. Oh, I've yeah. heard good things for about now. Him. Yeah, it sounds like he was scratched a half hour before yeah. the game yesterday. For now he's in the lineup, Justin, but the conspiracy theory, maybe that's what you they yeah. want you to think. Uh, Julio wants to be back in like a madman. As hot as he has been, he wants to stay mm-hmm. in that rhythm. And an off day tomorrow. A lot of people saying he asked out. Knock it off. <laughs> a lot of pe- people. You weren't here this morning, Brock. At 6 a.m., we had like five texts from people with conspiracy theories saying that they were either being lied to about Julio or he had done something wrong and was being punished or whatever. Like, we had all kinds of different texts about Jeepers. it. 6 a.m. is the conspiracy yeah. hour. Yeah. Is it? That's, yes. That's why I don't join. It's mostly people that are still up from the night before, <laughs> I think, and they got some maybe, different ideas maybe about Maybe one the of them's the guy that followed me when I was walking to my car from the Seahawks yesterday. Oh, yeah. Poor Mora. I oh. offer Mora a ride back some to a car yesterday. guy started recording me and asked me if I was following him what? and said he was going to call 911. Really? Yeah. Whoa. What did he accuse you of being? I've never heard of this before. An NCP. He kept asking me if I was an NCP. Yeah. I had to look it up. Apparently it means a non-controllable player in game time. So I don't know if he thinks we're in a video game world. Whoa. NCP. You sure you didn't say ICP? Uh, yes. Okay. And I kept saying, I don't even know what that is. And he's like, prove it. Did you start at that point <laughs> hiding your hands? Did you put your hands in your pockets and stuff? I just walked as fast as I could back to my car. I'm like, dude, it's a trail. People walk on it. Okay. I'm not following you. But you know who else walks on that trail? <laughs> NCPs. Yeah. As far as I can South tell. South. Non-controllable players yeah. all over that field. Text in if you know what the heck that was I wonder if Pete ever referred no to the Legion of Boom that way. Mm. These guys are all non-controllable players, man. I don't know what to do with Michael Bennett. <laughs> I don't know what to do with Earl Thomas. I don't know what to do with Richard Sherman. I can't control any of them. Pretty much. Julio will be back in the lineup today. That will be a good thing. And to your point, this is a, a deeper set of resources that Scott has had. Maybe even last year. I mean, last year you had the two little scatbacks, right, in, in Haggerty and Moore that certainly developed into that. But then throw Kellenick in in the next couple weeks, yeah. right? I mean, we should be looking at him sooner than later, too. I got to tell you, the one thing that I want as, as we get down the stretch is I would like to see Teoscar Hernandez DHing more. 
If there's one thing I could ask for for uh, the next month and a half and Just hopefully into the playoffs, yeah. yeah. And it's not a Mike Ford issue. It's not that I don't want to see Mike Ford, but if you're if if we're going through all of these different iterations where it's Canzone, it's Marlowe, eventually mm-hmm. Kilnick's going to come back, etc. I'd like that to lead. I think all of those guys are better defensive outfielders than. But Teo. what if Teo says, "Man, I need to play to stay in the rhythm of the game. I'm not a DH. Yeah. I need. I need the up and down. I think he I need can strike out just as well from the DH spot <laughs> as he can from. No, I just. I think that. I think that. I think it just. Yeah. It is scary enough with him out there that I think that it's time. If you have the opportunity yeah. to do it, look, he can get by out there. It's not like he's a disaster. But if there's one weakness they have in the field, it's there. And if there's an opportunity to get him off of his feet in right field and let him DH, I'd be taking that opportunity. What is it? Thirty six games times twenty seven outs. There's just nine hundred seventy two outs left in, this, in the regular season. And, and you're right. Every one of those defensively is pretty critical. Did you do that math right in your head, or uh, right in my head? Oh, right so it's three point nine 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 nine. Good idea. That's the way to do radio math like a pro. Right now, though, it's time for ranked. Got a list? Time to put it in order. Fred Dwumfor's house. Top five. Top five meals that I have ever had. This is Ranked. To be honest, that list was really biased. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen. Every morning at 945 on Brock and Saw. Yeah, top ten list. I'm not buying that. Ranked. Justin, today is... Uh, today is the anniversary of Dennis Eckersley becoming the first player to have 40 saves in four straight seasons. Big, big day. We talk about that day every year, as I'm sure you know. It's been circled on the calendar for a week. Andres Munoz came in for a little one-out save last night, Brock. Got himself into a save situation. And so, as you can imagine, today we have to rank saves. Wow. We've got saves ranked. As Smoltzy said. He had some saves in his life. By the way, yes, he did. He talked about the stuff of the guys then versus now. Think of Eckersley's stuff that back then was like, oh, it's filthy. Filthy. <laughs> Nothing today. Right. Yeah, he'd just be mashed today. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Stuff. I mean, yeah. it was good. A lot of movement, a lot of funky. It was pretty know, good. Deception, but Eck, not. Eck, Eck was pretty good. Not like today. Don't stuff. sleep on Eck. We got the fray, Brock. We've got uh, Evanescence. Right, Evanescence. We got the weekend. Save your tears. You know that one, right? Nope. No, you don't. All right. Would you like to go back to the fifties instead? Is that sure. more your more your uh, thing? My jam. So dark, say the last dance for me. Oh, I know. All right, that's enough of the drifters. Uh, we remember this from the uh, show Heroes. Wait, save the cheerleader, save the world. Wait, hero, I don't understand. <laughs> save the cheerleader, save the world. You remember that show Heroes? I wonder who would be better at this when you ask me or KJ. If they know the references? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Be Not quick. knowing Princess Bride is kind of a show. That was, that was a surprise. <laughs> yeah. That was a surprise. I'm not going to lie. Did you ever see the weird movie Saved? Mandy Moore and Macaulay Culkin? No. It's an odd one. I've not seen yeah. that. I'm assuming it wasn't in your top five, so I'm not spoiling it. I've had that. some friends with a flavor saver. Oh, yes. Who was in that movie, you said? Macaulay Culkin and Mandy Moore. Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. I've been to uh, Save on Pharmacy in order to oh, get, yeah. get well, stuff when I lived in L.A. Oh, S-A-V-O-N? Yeah. Save on. Save on. Save markets. Oh, I thought that was Savon. <laughs> yep. 
Yep, that's it. No, no, it is. Yeah, no, it's Savant. I thought it was a French store. Yeah, I, I never you, went in there. I think Savant. you got that right. I don't want Savant. More, you know who this is? <laughs> no? That's Jack Russell in Great White. I, I would have oh. assumed you would know that. Is the band named after a type of dog? Saw well, great, his name, saw Jack Great Russell. White on a little <laughs> commuter plane, the whole band. Great White? Really? Yeah. yeah, I'll run into these bands. Like, not as much today because I have all direct flights. But like, back in the day when I'd have to go to all the Villes, yeah. Starkville, Nashville, yeah, right. Knoxville, Gainesville, I'd take these little commuter planes. And yeah, like, Great White would have been in... Oh, man. Gosh, and they look like death the next morning I walking on those I'm sure they planes. did. Uh, of course, you also got Cinderella, who might have toured with Great White at some point. They did Somebody Save Me. I know you're probably not going to get it because it's got Tom Hanks in it, but Saving Private Ryan. Oh, didn't even so think of that one. Yeah. Terrible. Save our souls for your little Motley Crue for you, Brock. We've got some Queen. Did you get any of my Christian music in about Save oh, for our souls? Of course, Brock. I have I have like twenty Christian songs. You got some, okay, good. This is a some Christian talk, this is a little Toby Mac. This is a little Christian band from day. England. That's a that's the Sex Pistols, one of the great Christian bands. Yeah, no great Christian Britain. band from Britain. No, <laughs> not a Christian band. Okay, a lot of well, Texan for saves the day. I know I don't have any of the music in here, but saves the day deserves a mention. You said they were canceled. Yeah, they got canceled. Lead singer kind of had a little issue. All right. Stabbing westward though. Song. Oh, kind of yeah. Nine Inch Nails ripoff, man. More, a lot of that. More, does this segment just blow your mind like it does mine? That there's uh, so much music in the world. So much oh, music. I'm still in getting the world. information on uh, non playable characters. <laughs> I haven't really been paying attention. Sorry. For the best. <laughs> you know who this is? I like this. I like this song. Indigo Girls. No. Think about her teeth. know this one. Uh, you don't know who that is? That's Say, Tracy Chapman. Ju- <laughs> Jewel. 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 Yes. Yeah. Uh, non-playable characters. I'm seeing oh. attributes. Very long fingers. Tracy Many Chapman. times. Non-playable characters. A couple very people long mentioned fingers. AI. Did you think I was a robot? <laughs> Tracy Chapman. Indigo <laughs> 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 Gonna throw names out at you guys. That was pretty good. Oh. Yeah. That's very funny. That one makes me laugh. Let's go through the Lilith Fair roster. Yeah. <laughs> High school girlfriend took me to an Indigo Girls concert on the like Pier 66. Okay. I was like, uh, yeah, no. We never found uh, sound no. for it, but there's, uh, let's see, how uh, uh, Save by Zero by The Fix. There's uh, Save That Money. Yeah. That's a uh, little dicky, Fetty Wap. Rich, Rich Homie Kwan. Yeah, all right. There's a lot of people involved in that okay. song. Let's get to the top five, Brock. Let's, Don't you think it's time uh-huh. that we get to uh-huh. the top five? Number five, Save Ferris. Doing their cover of Come On Eileen, Save Ferris, and they got their name from? Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Absolutely. Nice, nice job. Written right up there in the water tower, right? Mm. Save Ferris. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember that. Yep. Number four, I don't have any sound for it. No music associated, no movie, no nothing. But I think an underrated, I can't even really call it a candy, but an underrated supermarket checkout item. We call it candy. 
It's not really. It's not a full candy. Well, the gummy lifesavers are pretty good too. Those are more candy like, yes. but just a lifesaver. Yeah, I just call it a supermarket it's checkout a hard item. Candy. It's All right, yeah, it's fine. Hard candy. Call it whatever you want. It's, it's a lifesaver. It's number four. They're awesome. I like the original lifesavers: red, yellow, green, like orange. I love those. Same. Just the original, straight average. up lifesavers. Pretty average. Makes me miss really? Jolly Ranchers too. I, mean, I think at this point it's just an old person's candy. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, I haven't had one probably <laughs> since I was like 10. But I really liked them when I was a kid. The gummy so sour ones fun. are great. Not a fan of Jolly Ranchers either because I swallowed one and oh. thought I was going to die. No. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't you sound like it. Was oh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I was doing something and, <clears throat> and I thought I was going to die. It's probably because you won't stop doing push ups. Wow, whatever. Mora, that was not to be shared publicly. <laughs> you brought your own push-up board in here. It was a look-at-me move. No, it was not. I've look done at me. Off camera, so nobody look could see. Look at me. This is look at me. Look at me. Look at this. Maybe Stop this it. is look at me. Oh. Stop Okay? It. You're embarrassing. Doing them push-ups. You're embarrassing. What? what? Lex Luger, what? Number three. When I wake up in the morning and the long gets out of water, I don't think I'll ever make it on time. By the time I can't be mad at this one. Yes. I give myself a look, I'm at the corner just in time to see the bus going that hard. <laughs> <laughs> this is a terrific song. Favorite character uh, in Saved by the Bell. Well, Kelly Did Kapowski came in here. I saw some Saved by the Bell. Kelly Kapowski came in here to record a, um, a food podcast with Rachel Bell, and I have never seen such a wide range of ages of men in this building turn into just teenagers again. Yeah, yeah. Everyone was freaking out. Tom, Tom Wassel was like losing his mind. First love. <laughs> I wasn't here for that. Spying through the window of the backup studio. Uh, like, there were just men running all around the building. Oh, my God. Oh, you my, God, oh my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Kelly Kabelski's here. You know who that'd be for Salk, right? If Winnie came in. Yeah. Winnie yeah. Cooper. Yeah, yeah. Winnie Cooper came in. That's true. I mean, more. She was our Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> I get it. You both. You, yeah. <laughs> all right. Number two. Here we go. Number you two. Put, <laughs> yeah. Number two. That's, that's straight up true. Yep, number, number two. two. Oh, this is good. Yeah. Well, the Eagle Eye Cherry. The Cherry's. Right. I don't know, but this song has been in number one, two, or three and ranked a few times. Oh, yeah, it's just great, great words. He did. Uh, he was in a couple shows too. Like he was an actor of some of some repute. In All addition right, to that. singing a little. And the number one. Well, I think this is obvious. If you know anything about me, Brock, you uh-huh. would know exactly where Foreigner? I would go for number one. Fish. When in doubt, Rush. Number one. No country music as usual. But that song was left out of Cowboys just last week because no country. Michael, thank you. That's really sweet. So he did it for you, Brock. Justin's healthy. He's back. Hold on. Those were the rules of Cowboys, right? It was Cowboys, no country. Okay. Cowboys, no country. Keep you on the toes. What a show. How about that? John Smoltz, KJ Wright. If you missed any of it, go go. go listen to it. Let's go. Someone saved my life tonight. Elton John is another one we miss. Ooh, savor the flavor. Thanks to my dad for coming up with that one. Mm. Hopefully we won't need a Larry Salk rule today. When I get back, my jock straps will arrive. Can't <laughs> Get wait. those things signed. Can't He'll wait. sign them. He said he'd sign it for you. He's willing to do that. He will save the day. We got to go. He's in the bar. All right. See you, everybody.